Hi guys, it's Ainge. So today we're talking about Sarah Orne Jewett. She was born on September 3rd, 1849. She was an American author whose love for her native Maine, a coastal community that served as the fictionalized setting for most of her works. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The country of appointed furs is considered to be her masterpiece. Her work is credited for popularizing the regionalism genre. Her work also shows a deep compassion for women and truly understanding and respecting their hopes and dreams. In an era that was far from conducive with this idea. Her first story was a short story published in the Atlanta Monthly called Mr. Bruce. Sarah was only 19 years old. It was also to be introduced into a collection of short stories titled Deep Haven, one of Sarah's best-known works. Sarah grew up in South Berwick, Maine. Her father was a country doctor. He would often take Sarah on his rounds and encouraged her love of the people and places she visited. Even though Sarah traveled widely throughout the US, Canada, and Europe, her works mainly focused on the region she was born. Sarah was never married and she once wrote to a friend and told her friend she needed a wife more than a husband. And when her editor died, she lived with his wife, Annie Adams Field, in what was termed a Boston marriage. She associated with many literary figures and was considered by Willa Cather to be a mentor and a friend. Sarah lived and died in the same colonial home owned by her grandfather, a very proper, prosperous shipbuilder. Throughout her childhood, she met so many ship captains who would stop in and remark on their travels. In later life, she would say, you must know the whole world before you know the village. Growing up, Sarah was deeply attached to her sisters and her parents. She attended Miss Olive Rain's school and then the Berwick Academy, from which she graduated in 1866. Her father was an obstetrician who specialized in what was termed then diseases of women and children. This was fortunate as Sarah developed rheumatoid arthritis early in life and she was encouraged to go on long walks, which inspired her lifelong love of nature. Sarah seemed to find so much knowledge of the people and places by accompanying her father as he would do house calls in the neighboring villages. DeWolf Howe offers a lovely sketch of Sarah's younger years in a sketch called We Lived Here in 1952. But from her father, she learned most of all to be studious as his studious efforts led him not into business, but 
Bowdoin College, where he cultivated the love of good books, and he furnished the house shelves of and he furnished the shelves of his house with leather-bound copies of the English classics. His profession became that of a physician, or a country doctor, which she depicts in her novel of the same name. Sarah's delicate health was always a concern and caused many interruptions in her schooling at the Berwick Academy. Fortunately, at home, and the driving along those country roads with her father made up of any scholastic loss. As father and daughter drove from fishermen's houses along the shore to inland farms, he told her many stories of his patients, and as her father was attending patients, she was up and about making acquaintances, adding directly to her local lore. She was only 13 when she read Harriet Beecher Stowe's Pearl of Ore Island. Before long, she was making her own experimental writing, more in prose than in verse, which she found easier. Again, at the age of 19, she started to send her work to editors, and soon after she turned 20, she started, she started to see her works in print. Mr. Bruce is in was in the Atlantic Monthly and Shipwrecked Buttons in the Juvenile Riverside Magazine. Though she herself traveled widely in the U.S., she focused her works on rural Maine. Sarah had a trademark respect for the elderly, especially women. Even if they seem a bit stuck in their ways, they became the keepers of the histories and the memories of the community. The narrator of the stories pro proclaims, it seems to me that it is a great privilege to have an elderly person in one's neighborhood who is proud and conservative, who is intolerant of shame and useless novelties and clings to the old ways of living and having it and having's if it was part of her region. Sarah's first novel was A Country Doctor, written in 1884. This novel was deeply influenced by her travels with her father on his rounds. Although it takes the unusual steps of allowing its female protagonist to become a doctor herself and in effect, and to choose this path with no regret, regrets, her novel have always been praised for their vivid portrayals of women and their inner lives. In Passions, her quiet writing style is provocative. Most of her works are structured more like sketches tied together through the backdrop setting of rural Maine. So one of the main reasons Sarah's writings are so important we get a first-hand view of rural Maine in the declining villages and seaports. So much was happening in Maine in the late 19th century and into the early 20th century. To name a few, and among one of the biggest dreadful secrets Maine holds, is the 1912 eviction of a biracial community that lived on Malaga Island. 
a small island in Maine at the mouth of the New Meadows River. There's also the Smutty Nose Murders that sentenced a Dutch, a Dutch immigrant to death as he was accused of two murders in the 1870s. If any village or seaport started to see a decline, it was almost categorically blamed on the nearest island and their immigrants. So I think it's important to remember like when you go to Booth Bay or you go to Old Orchard Beach and you're on your lovely holidays, which we all love, we all love the sea, Maine is beautiful, either we forget or we simply don't know that we forget that in early Maine it was mostly immigrants, rural villages, seaports, and these people during this, this time, especially the time just before and after the introduction of eugenics was terrible. And we go to Maine now and we see how beautiful it is and we have no idea of the tragic secrets it holds to the people that live there. Most people in Maine, specifically because of the area, it's cold, it's wet, it's harsh conditions, especially in the winter, make it hard for people to live. And the people that lived there were just treated badly. They were treated poorly and they were, and, and they were the ones there making a life. This is the reason that I feel reading Sarah Sarah, reading Sarah's books is important because we get a taste of who the people actually were, not the tragic stories. In Sarah's books, we get a taste of who the people actually are, and that's important. Real life in rural Maine, and something that most of us had no idea. So as we read A Country Doctor, I really want us to think about what life was in early Maine. I get very passionate about historical Maine because I have descendants since the beginning, since the 1600s. So for me, reading her books is like reading a history of what my ancestors' lives looked like that we hold on to the memories and so I think the reason that I find Sarah's books so compelling is because she's talking about people that actually lived in a time period where my my ancestors lived and I find that fascinating and I hope you guys too I will see you all again soon bye